Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Christian Project. Today is one of those episodes that I am just joined by Nicole. So, well, it's been a while since we've had you on. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you. It's been so long. Haven't been in the studio in about 20 minutes. Actually, if you compare the last episode that we did together, this, this little plant we had here was about like a third of the size. So, the way it's grown is actually crazy, but so we sell time. Um, but welcome today. We're talking to all you people who are like, oh, Ely, I've just got no motivation. You know, I've just got no motivation to train, no motivation to exercise. We're talking to you. So if, if that, <laughs> if, talking to Nicole. So if that sounds like you today, this is a perfect episode. So my question is, how come some of us only feel short bursts of motivation to do things and we go through this cycle whereas others of us it's like they're always motivated to do something you know because i've definitely gone through this where you know motivation's high sometimes and i'm in the process of writing a book um and motivation's high where i just want to get as much as i can down and other times i'm sitting there looking at a blank screen no idea what to write unmotivated to write or like workouts that's the most common one. Eli, I've got no motivation to work out. Well, me too. I don't always have the motivation to work out either. So what's the deal with motivation? Um, firstly, and, and you're here because you're good at explaining this good stuff through a psychological perspective. Totally. <laughs> firstly, there's two types of motivation. There's intrinsic motivation and there's extrinsic motivation. So intrinsic is that kind of motivation that you get from like feeling genuinely satisfied um, from doing something, that kind of personal gratification. For example, we used to do these challenging puzzles. Every time we would finish a puzzle or every time you'd make put one puzzle piece in, it's like that extra dopamine. Um, But when you finish a puzzle, you're you're, just satisfied. Wow, I just did this. All those hours of work. That's Sunday gone. (laughs) Literally. Um, So you feel good though. You feel happy. It it gives you that personal gratification. Extrinsic motivation is a little different. It doesn't come from a sense of enjoyment, but rather from a sense of, you know, reward or punishment. Um, It's kind of like when you're at your job, you're working, not because you're enjoying what, well, hopefully it's because you enjoy what you do, but most of the people, it's it's for a paycheck. It's for the money. Um, Or the fact that we avoid stealing in order to not go to jail. That's a punishment. So there's that extrinsic motivation. It's reward or punishment. And there's intrinsic motivation that comes from, I genuinely enjoy doing this. But extrinsic also gets broken down even further into controlled and behavioral. Okay. So this is where it's getting like, we're getting scientific and stuff. Don't worry. I'm going to explain it very simply. I hope. Controlled motivation is the kind that is driven by self-approval. It's the kind that is kind of followed by fear or shame or dread or guilt if that action was not completed. So you feel if you didn't do that thing, then you feel guilty or ashamed or regretful of it. That's called controls motivation. Um, So example, missing a gym session and feeling upset or eating a donut and 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 killing yourself over it exactly that's controlled motivation the other type 
is behavioral. You do an action not because you necessarily enjoy it, but because you know it's good for you. Um, you know that there is something beneficial that comes out of it. Yeah, exactly. Like practicing piano or there's that group of people who exercise. They may not enjoy the exercise, but they do it because it's beneficial for them. As we speak, my brother is currently running 30 kilometers, not because, well, apparently he does enjoy it, but also because he knows there's a benefit to it. It's that state of I was able to do something. Yeah. Um, and, and they're still suffering in the process. Oh, yeah. He, Lots, yeah he in in us. the moment, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So knowing all this background information, this leads us to a few groups of people when it comes to exercise motivation. And you, you will likely fall into one of these five groups. Group number one is completely unmotivated due to a lack of interest. There's a type of person who exercises just not a priority on the list. Um, they're too busy with other things like work or school or family or cooking. I don't know, whatever it is, you know, it's just not a priority. I mean, I definitely used to fall on that like first group of people. And I remember like you were talking to me before this was like earlier in our relationship and you were telling me how exercise is like a priority for you. And, you know, you want it to be a priority for me too, which makes sense, especially now that like I do find exercise to be more of a priority for me but back then it didn't really make sense to me like I never really put in that much effort into exercising maybe I have some bursts of motivation here and there but to me it was just not a priority like I did not see it as interesting I did not see it as important I thought I was fine without it so mm-hmm. it didn't make sense to me like why should I even try like I don't care about it so I think here's what we're gonna do um, we'll talk about each group and then we'll give the uh, the solution for each group as we talk about it. Okay. So group number one, like you said, that group, that's just not a priority. It's not interesting in any way. They've got other things to do and they're busy with their life. You probably don't see yourself as someone who is avidly an exerciser, mm-hmm. as whether it's a runner or someone who works out often and goes to, like you don't see yourself like that. Or if you do, you're too busy and have other more important matters to attend to. So for this group, what I would recommend is assessing the pros and cons to see whether it is actually worth making this a priority. So normally what happens is if you truly do assess the pros and cons for exercise, you will notice it is worth making a priority. So let, let, let me list some right now. Pros, you have more energy. You've got more stamina. You are able to function better in every single thing that you do. You're able to move around easily without pain. You're able to lift heavier weights. You have better cardio. You know, your lungs don't hurt after you walk up the stairs. You don't get a headache when you walk up. Your heart is better functioning. You know, you're, you have less risk of heart disease. You have decreased health risk in general. If you have arthritis, decreased pain there, decreased bodily ache, decreased lower back pain, like all, any and all pain mostly decreased. Uh, you decreased lethargy as well. You have more self-esteem, more confidence, better sleep, better everything. 
you basically function better in every single possible way. Uh, so those are the pros. <laughs> the cons is it may cost time, money, and energy. Yeah. I think what you were saying earlier also makes a lot of sense about um, those in this group. They just kind of maybe don't even identify themselves as like an exerciser. Like to me, it's a, I think of it as an equivalent of somebody came to me and like told me you're not into golf, you know, how could you not be? And like, but you don't identify with mm-hmm. that. You don't identify with that being interesting. But if they were to come and introduce you to this thing that gives you all these benefits and it's basically like a miracle solution to all your possible problems this seems like well, why wouldn't you want to do that's it that's <laughs> what i was just gonna say if if someone came up and offered you a magic pill uh this pill that gave you all the benefits that we just talked about you know increased cardiovascular health better sleep better sex better literally everything in the world you feel like a superhuman if someone offered you that pill wouldn't you take it yeah, but that the difference with that is the pill doesn't the pill have doesn't cost ex- much energy it, or effort. Yeah, but also the pill doesn't exist. Yeah, but <laughs> exercise exists and gives you all those same things. And it's not like you have to go three hours a day every single day. In fact, a lot of studies show that just a twenty-minute walk, three times a week, that little movement is so much better than doing nothing. Yeah. And what's sacrificing twenty minutes of TV time now? Group number two, group number two is unmotivated because they feel incompetent when they exercise. They feel like they're unfit or there's some kind of health limitation that's hindering them from physical exercise. For example, maybe they got injured or maybe they have asthma or something like that. So they feel incompetent, unfit, or there's a limitation holding them back. For group number two, first of all, what they have to understand is they're not alone. There are so many people exactly where they have been who have overcome those things. Do you know how many people are in my program who have gone through injuries, gone through limitations, overcome those things? And that's why I always say to anyone interested like in joining my program, I always tell them they're not alone. There's others in the group who are willing to encourage and support them and over help them overcome those things. And so because there are millions of people in the same boat who have been able to overcome that, you can overcome it too. You are, you are able to. It's, it's a possibility. There's hope. Even if there's an injury, a health issue, or something out of your control holding you back, I understand that. Um, and, but there are many people equipped to help you whether it's a doctor, whether it's a trainer, whether it's a physiotherapist or a chiropractor or a a normal therapist, whatever it is, there are so many people who have been able to overcome these things through help or on their own. But the best solution is finding that help and especially finding that help in God. When we truly submit our health to God, and understand like, okay, this is what God's given me to work with. Let me use this in a way that will glorify him. Wow, that, that'll change everything. Change yeah. everything. That's very true. And also a lot of the time with these physical limitations, like physical exercise, and maybe with some people it's like physical therapy is the very thing that can help them overcome this yep. barrier in the first place. Like I know I had joint pain, like a lot more joint pain 
uh, before exercising. And I always found it like that. I felt limited in that. Like I had trouble doing squats or lunges or like anything like that. And it always caused a lot of pain. Um, mm-hmm. And to me, it didn't make sense. Like, what do you mean I have to exercise to also get rid of this joint pain? But then, you know, when you explain, well, you're strengthening yeah. the muscles around your joints, putting less pressure. Exactly. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. But it's interesting because like the very thing that causes you that pain in the moment, like while you're exercising is also kind of the thing that helps you overcome that pain. That is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, obviously it's different for everybody. Like not everybody not everybody with joint pain can just do squats and like then they're going to be fine <laughs> afterwards. Some people may need like a physical therapist. Yeah. But it's also that, yeah, that's also the solution. Mm-hmm. All right. Number three, group number three. And this is the majority of people. You are someone who is a yo-yo exerciser or a yo-yo dieter where you'll have these short bursts of motivation. You'll do something for a couple of days. You'll get bored. You'll fall off track. And then you can, you're in this cycle. And it's, it's a pretty poopy cycle. No one enjoys that. So how do we overcome that? Well, this is fun. Um, firstly, you have to understand that just when things get hard, that's when it's important to keep the consistency. When things get boring and the day-to-day routine of, of your exercise, like motivation's going to fade. It always will. When you have a new thing and you start a new thing, motivation's going to be high. But then once you're doing that for a little bit, motivation's going to fade. And it's in that moment where it fades, where you got to keep sticking through it. Because once you overcome that, that's where true change happens. So this is, this is what I tell my clients. Um, the first one to two weeks when they join my program, motivation is at its peak. It's not going to get any higher than that. It is at the, the peak motivation. But then, you know, they get used to it. Two weeks in, three weeks in, now it's, it's no longer motivation's high. It's a day-to-day, oh man, got to do my exercises again. Got to do my, you know, drink my water today. I got to do this. I got to do that. And it seems kind of boring. You want something new. You want another quick fix. But it's the boring things that will ultimately get us to our goals. If you ask any true fitness person, what are you doing to to achieve this? It's the same things day to day. They're not doing anything new. They go in there. They do their, their 30 minute, their one hour workout. They eat healthy and they repeat. It's, it's, there's nothing new. It's never been do a new thing, do a new thing, do a new thing. It's find what works for you and repeat it. And so when the motivation fades, keep going because what you're doing when you're just relying on motivation is you're relying on the emotion, which emotions are temporary. They last for just a few seconds and then they're gone um, or a few minutes or even a few days and then they're gone. But you have to be disciplined in doing that thing in order to receive the reward. And I like to, to relate this back to that narrow path that Jesus talks about. You know, many, many, many go down the wide path because it's easy. The wide path is easy, but that's the one that leads to destruction. Very few go down the narrow path and it may not be motivating to go down that narrow path. It may be hard and difficult and boring and burdensome and painful, but that's the part that leads to life. Yeah, that's true. So firstly, you have to assess your goals. 
understand that your goals aren't superficial. Even if your goal is to lose 20 pounds, there's something deeper driving you to do that 20 pounds. And once you understand that deeper question and understand that deeper why and what's driving you, let that be at the core of what you do so that when the motivation fades, that discipline to follow that deeper why is going to continue you on that journey. And that's the intrinsic motivation that you like mentioned earlier, that knowing that deeper why of why you're doing this will sustain you during those boring times, those times when you just want to give up. And I know this was like, you. there's two kinds of people I know you mentioned before, not on this podcast, but just in our conversations, um, like when training, some who like the same routine do not like change. So like once they find something that they like, they like to stick to it and mm-hmm. they don't like changing it up. Maybe they don't fall into this group, but (laughs) there are also others who like to try something new kind of often they, because they get bored a bit fast. And so like, and that's fine. Yeah. And that I was, that's okay. Yeah. I was going to say like, it's also not necessarily like, Oh, bad thing. Like don't, you're not allowed to be bored or anything. It's very normal. And as you said, and like, they can always try something new in addition to what they're already doing here let me put it into perspective it's okay to try new things it's okay to get bored but what are you doing when you're getting bored and like there's two options here let's say you've been strength training for two weeks and you're getting bored are you going to stop strength training and and figure out a new kind of workout you're going to jump into zumba or aquafit or are you going to change up some exercises in there so you don't get bored and so that you continue strength training? You know, you can only excel at one thing at a time. Yeah, exactly. So choose that one thing. You can change up the logistics here and there, but don't jump to an entirely new sport. Because then you're just going to not have enough time to even master one thing. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Number four those people who are behaviorally motivated. So these are the people who exercise because they know the benefits, but they don't necessarily enjoy it. Um, This can be both short-term or long-term. And I know many people in my program and many people in general who don't necessarily enjoy exercise, but they know the benefits and they continue doing it. And that's okay. Research shows that people who are behaviorally motivated still can and do adhere to exercise long-term. After all, some pretty great benefits as we listed earlier. But still, how can we actually make exercise enjoyable and not just tolerable? And this is a process which we don't have time to get into today, but it's called gamification. Essentially, making things a game, making things fun. Um, and that's the basis between a lot of these apps, a lot of these um, like games. You know when you're playing a game and you get points and the more points you get a reward and when you get a reward, you get a prize and then you can show it off to your friends that you hit 90,000 points in Candy Crush or whatever. Yeah. That's gamification. Yeah. You make something a game to make it fun. Candy Crush, back when it was popular, literally gamified swiping your finger on a screen. And made that the behavior that people are so willing to do and genuinely enjoy. If we can do the same thing to exercise, how much more fun and enjoyable can it be where you're no longer dragging yourself through a dreadful workout, but you genuinely enjoy what you do? It's true. And also finding the exercises that you do enjoy 
Like I thought before that you have to do all these horrible exercises <laughs> that cause you pain and you just hate it. It turns out you don't have to. You can also find the obviously there are gonna be some here and there that you just can't avoid, but like overall you can tailor what you're doing to what you actually like. Exactly. And that also just makes it more enjoyable. Exactly. And then finally, group number five. The group we all want to be in. The group everyone <laughs> wants to be. The intrinsically motivated exercisers because they find a sense of personal enjoyment, gratification, satisfaction, fun, and achievement in it. The most long-term kind of exerciser. They see themselves as people who are fit, people who work out and enjoy the process. What's left to say? Yeah. You, know, you guys already love what you do. You live for the challenge. You prove this to yourself daily. There's nothing left to say. You know, just continue enjoying it. Tweak things here and there so you don't get insanely bored. Try new things. Have challenges. Gamify it if you'd like to. And have fun. Enjoy. Yeah, you guys don't have a lot of problems to fix. <laughs> Literally. But that's motivation. At the end of the day, motivation is but an emotion and it's short and it's very short lived. But when we find that deeper, why what's really driving us, let that be at the core of what we do submit our health and our, our everything. Ask God for discipline, uh, submit that all to God and trust him and make the process fun, make it enjoyable. It doesn't have to be dreadful. All of these things can help us adhere long-term. That's very true. And honestly, this, this self-discipline past just past any sort of motivation can help in many different aspects of life because if you can have self-discipline in your exercise you can also have that same self-discipline in other areas where you're also struggling like with studying with whatever it is and so and actually as we were talking about this i was reminded of a parable which i'm going to read right now matthew 13 verse 24 the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who go, who sowed good seeds in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed. Actually, this is not the parable. Um, the, the parable, parable I want. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, but the parable I did want to read was the one where, you know, the sower came and sowed seeds in multiple areas. Some fell on the path. Some fell on rock. Some fell on good soil. It's kind of funny. <laughs> this is the one that popped up. Um, but... You know, you know that that plant that grew up super fast and then died withered away within like a day or two. That's kind of what having when you rely on the motivation coming from the emotion. Exactly. That's a really good it, it dies away in a day or two. But if you're if you want to have that that discipline, you got to be rooted in good soil. That's true and that means being able to withstand any hardships when your owners forget to water you you know for example <laughs> or like, yeah, yeah. Um, are you talking to our plants yes in the room i am here? i'm sorry <laughs> sorry guys we're not always great yeah. at watering but like you know even because example you always mentioned how weight loss is not linear so even when you gain a few pounds pounds even though you're like on this weight loss journey it doesn't mean oh game over time to give up no you have to go through that self-discipline because Nothing is linear. Even your self-discipline won't be linear. Your motivation is not linear. It's just you have to be very consistent at it and just keep going. Exactly. So that brings us to the end of this episode. But if you're like, man, I want more, don't worry. 
I got something for you. If you scroll down to episode 15 of my podcast, it's called Mastering the Art of Discipline. That's going to help you understand where the physical discipline comes in, what physical versus spiritual discipline is, what that ties into, and and how you can find the discipline to adhere long-term to an exercise program. So that's an episode I recommend. But hey, if you made it this far, love you all. Thanks again for joining another episode of the Healthy Christian Project.